Tailgater Sports. That's right, everybody. You heard it. It is another episode of Tailgater Sports. My name is Eric. I have two other guys with me. This guy's name is Randy. Yo. This guy's name is Tyler. Yo. We're coming to you live. Well, not live because this is a podcast, obviously. But it's a very special day, not only in America, but in the world of the NFL. Today's election day. But guess what? We're not doing politics. We're not doing how LeBron endorsing so-and-so or how so-and-so endorsing Trump is affecting their legacy. Because F you, Yahoo. I'm not clicking on that. But we will talk about any kind of trade that goes down today because believe it or not, because believe it or not, I have heard some rumors, some rumblings that the Packers might be trying to bring in some wide receiver help for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and I heard Bigfoot's real too. (laughs) Yeah, so but apparently Will Fuller is in the mix. Houston Texans wide receiver, you know, they're in fire sale mode, but apparently he's on the trading block and there's been some talks, but... I don't know, man. I never trust the Packers with that kind of stuff. You know, every team has that one sort of like niche, or not niche, it's... um. What's the word I'm thinking of? I, basically, every team has that one quirk that they, without without fail, they always end up doing. The Packers, inevitably, every single year, don't sign anybody notable in free agency, and they don't trade for anyone. You know what's crazy to think, though, is if the fact that they're in this spot when they could have actually maybe, you know, drafted one of the sick-ass wide receivers that were in the NFL draft this year. I, th- I think about that all the time. I'm if, like, yo, if, we could have just been like, hey, DK Metcalf, you're a Packer now. If only there was this thing that comes around every year where there's like a pool of young talent who aren't a part of a team, they wouldn't go up and trade to go get a QB when they have Aaron Rodgers, right? Oh, wait. God. Oh, wait. My, my big thing, too, is that like I was optimistic about the, about the pick, but... Look, I can sit here all day and, and like nitpick the small things. While our receiver woes are indeed, they're heavy, especially with Lazard being injured, the more important thing to address is the run defense. And we're going to talk about it when we go into scores of the past right. week, but it's like, good God almighty, there are a few things that need to be addressed on these teams. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have about, let's see what time is it, about an hour and a half left until the NFL trade deadline. So we'll see if anything breaks. We'll toss it to our our news desk, Tyler, for some reason. So he said before we signed on today, toss it to me and I'll break the news. Well, first of all, you're not breaking it because someone else this, broke this it. Is a, so, so, this is I, a podcast. I am the middleman. This I is am the middleman between Schefter and the people. And, I am the middleman. And I just want to know when you became hashtag insider, hashtag hot take analyst on Twitter, Tyler, because this is what you could get from following Tyler on Twitter at Tyler the Board Up. Clemson's Trevor Lawrence has COVID, right? Can't play against Notre Dame. Didn't play last weekend. Tyler, this is huge for not just college football, but for potential draft stock eye emojis. This means Trevor Lawrence is going to be like, you know what? I don't want to be a Jets. That was some deep stuff, man. I mean, I'm just I'm just trying to sound like the Magic Johnson of the people. That's all it is. Reiterating information that people already know, but just putting my spin on it. And that's all it is. See, but that's the problem. There was no spin there. That was the most vanilla. I I don't even know what to do with it, man. I I will say one thing, though, which is (laughs) and I got I got I got crapped on for this before we start recording. But I think we can argue that nobody really cares about college football this year. Like, I think this year has shown the difference in as, as far as like magnitude it goes as, like when you do when you think of like college football and pro football, like it's night and day, man. It's night and day. Like we could are we real honestly, we could argue because it's like all these college teams are playing at different times. The Pac-12 is starting uh, this week. And like, I, I think it really shows that like football, pro football really is king. When it comes to the sports. Well, yeah, yeah. And you got so many weird ins and outs. Yeah. We talked about it before we started recording that Wisconsin might not even play or they not, might not be bowl eligible or college football playoff eligible because they've now canceled two games because 22 people in their program, including their head coach and their QB 
have COVID and who knows they have like, I think for the big 10, they have like a 21 day quarantine period that they got to follow by after it's all up in the air, man. It's, yeah. it's hard to follow along. And then you got the eight ASU this weekend, Forks up, baby. first game of the year, pack 12 football coming back. And we're, we're starting, we're starting week one for pack 12 this week when the sec, the ACC have all been playing for like nine weeks. And it's and I think the funniest part about it too is like, hey guys, I know the day is loaded in college football games that more most people probably aren't going to watch, but just for the hell of it, let's make the game at 9 a.m. You know, hey, because why not? So, right. Yeah, I, I don't understand Arizona State and USC playing in Southern California starting at 9 in the morning. I don't get that it That makes either. no sense. I, I don't get it. The games are weird to watch because yeah. I watched, what was it, Penn State and uh, Ohio State. Freaking... In Happy Valley, this is supposed to be a whiteout. Huge numbers, hundred thousand students and fans. Yeah. There was like twenty five family members in the stands. It's weird. It's weird. It's sports like high are weird, man. It sucks. It sucks because sports are weird, and we do get them back. So it's got to be grateful because who, we didn't even think we would have this six months ago. It's true. But now we're almost at the point where it's like, okay, now I still just kind of feel icky because this isn't what I am expecting yeah. on a college football Saturday when ASU and USC are playing. I'm not expected to wake up at 9 a.m. in L.A. I'm expected, you know, Pac-12 after dark, have some beers, yes. go over a friend's house, tailgate. Now, I, I know I said earlier this year that most championships are clean. They were won the right way. No asterisks with the weird uh, stipulations that everybody had in their respective leagues this season. The college football title is probably going to be the one champion that's going to have an asterisk next to it just because every different um, conference is run so differently and they each have their own head of leaders and none of them really work with any of the other conferences right. at all. This is going to be the one title that's definitely going to have I agree an asterisk with that. on it. I think so because we, we talked yeah. about how we weren't putting an asterisk on the bubble in the NBA. We weren't putting an asterisk on the NHL. We weren't putting an asterisk on the MLB, even with their wonky right. ass rules because everybody was on the same playing field. Right. The college football playoff, yeah. If you get a six and zero Pac twelve team in because they won their their conference in their seven game, eight game season, whatever it's going to end up being, and they're eight and zero, but they sneak in because they're undefeated and they beat their conference over, say, a two loss team in yeah. the Big Ten or something, it's going to be weird. It's going to be like it's going to be like in the eighties, like whenever I would look up because you know I, I would get lost doing stupid stuff online, look at Wikipedia and look up the private the previous. Uh, national champions back like in the 80s they didn't even have a bcs title game it would just be like the winner of the orange bowl right and that was the champion or that's whatever. what i'm getting back to it's like we're talking about the college football playoff as if they had some cool ironed out yeah flawless system to begin with every year we bitch and moan about who makes it anyways and we talk about how it should be a six team or a four or an eight team playoff and we don't agree with anybody in the it's top stupid. four. And it's always who's going to get in outside of Alabama and Clemson. And it doesn't really matter. We're talking as if like every year in college football is this ironed out flawless thing. And this is the, we're oh dang COVID really jacked this up for us. It's going to be just as confusing as if it was any other year. Yeah. Anyways, back to pro football. Yeah, back to pro football. That's our little. Um, That's our breakdown of college football. Yeah. So, hey, here's uh, here's pro football talk. Which way do you guys want to go? Because I feel like. Tyler's Falcons have stolen a lot of spotlight from another team that is doing just mm -hmm. as bad. Maybe not just as bad, but has had just as much bad luck. We'll call it a cursed team. I have a cursed team. Okay. I, I want to talk about the stank in the NFL over the weekend because there was a couple very, very piss poor yeah. performances on, on the on the scoreboard. Or we could talk. We, we could we could just at least close out the Packers circle with Randy's Packers getting straight ran over or cooked by Dalvin Cook. What do you guys want to go? Do you want to wrap up the Packers I say first? 
I say we do the Packers last because I feel a rant coming and I kind of want to build to that. So I say we say yeah, the Packers I, I'll first. I'll say Packers first because I don't expect a rant. It's not even like, I'm not even like <laughs> over the moon upset. I'm just more disappointed. Okay. You know, and, 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 it, and it's just, it's just, Take I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to keep going. First of all, uh, bleep this out. You, Eric for Dalvin cooked. Hate Come you on, dude. That's stupid the, puns. That's, that's a good. That's a good one. That's the easiest pun in the God, world. I wonder how many stupid, pointless blogs had that oh, has that as their dude, title. That was in so many tweet drafts, ready to go. God. The second he scored, what was it? Four, tu- four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. <laughs> you had like forty-eight points in fantasy. He was responsible for twenty-four of the twenty-eight points. The only ones he didn't score were all the extra points. That's it. That's Absolutely that's insane. Wild. And and this just goes to show, like any given Sunday, your team can be the the one at the at the other end of that stick, but. My biggest takeaway, though, is everybody continues the whole stupid campaign of we need a receiver. We need receivers. We have arguably the best receiver in the league, minus maybe Julio Jones with Devontae Adams. Say what you will. Thank you for the respect. The results are there. I mean, you can't deny it. You can bitch and moan all you want, but it's there. But the thing for me is defense. Why? How Mike Pettin still has a job? I do not know. I don't wish for people to lose their jobs. I understand especially in today's economy, it's tough. But when you make as much as a defensive coordinator in the NFL, especially being the defensive coordinator for arguably one of America's most historic and most cherished teams, I think something like that of how does he have a job is merited and well-warranted when you give up four running touchdowns (laughs) to the opposing team that's one in five, which means, in case you guys don't know, five teams were able to figure out how to stop the run Five teams were able to figure out how to stop the Minnesota Vikings with the exception of the Green Bay Packers and another team that I can't think of because guess what? I don't follow the Viking season. Who does? Minus the bajilling people in Minnesota. So I'm just bummed out that this is the result. I'm not surprised being that we knew the defense the the defense is incapable of stopping the run. I'm just surprised it took this long and it took this team to expose us and show us just how bad it really is. I mean, and it goes back to my comment earlier. If only there was this thing that comes around once a year where there's a pool of undrafted, great rookie talent for you to just pluck and say, hey, but, okay, we but, got a hole. Let's plug it with but, this guy. But here's my thing, too, though. It's not like the defense has has like chumps on it. The def- Our defense has some decent players. Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith. You know, you got Kenny Clark. Like, the defense isn't bad. We've got guys to make uh, who can make plays. The problem is the scheme. There are pictures on the internet right now where Preston Smith, the defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, number 91, is in the flat. Why is it? What it you don't have to be an NFL expert or play years of football to understand that maybe <laughs> a defensive end shouldn't be on the flat to potentially cover a wideout. That doesn't make sense. What are you doing there, bro? I don't know. Why don't we ask Mike Pettin? Which I find particularly interesting because Mike Pettin seems to also have like the Dom Capers mentality, which is the old school defense sort of thing. When you have a new school uh, head coach, I don't know, man, I just, I'm not mad. I'm not going to rant. I'm not going to sit here and bitch and moan and make people listen to me complain about the green Bay Packers for 10 minutes. I'm just going to flat out say I'm disappointed. I'm bummed out. And if this is the performance we're going to put up against the Vikings, what's going to happen when we take on the bears What's going to happen when we take on other teams later in the season? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe some teams with actually decent offenses and pretty good running games. Yeah, I don't know, man. So looking ahead at the Packers schedule, they actually have a couple interesting games coming up. 
you do still have to play the bears twice yep you have to play the colts you have to play the niners which could turn out so so but here are the two well, games i'm looking 70 at right like 85 percent of the san francisco 49ers team is injured true 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 but here are the two games i'm looking at right now week 15 at home against carolina so you're gonna have to go up against a healthy christian mccaffrey week 16 the following week you are still at home but you are facing the Titans and Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's a, you that's, are going to get destroyed. That's the game that stands out to me. I'm hoping that by then the Titans have long won the division, and Derrick Henry's just sitting on the bench till the playoffs come. But uh, that's just wishful thinking, I guess. I don't know, man. I'm even overthinking the Colts game week 11 because over the weekend the Colts went hog wild. And suddenly came alive out of nowhere. Yeah, all of a sudden, Philip Rivers has great ball security. I think he's thrown for three touchdowns in both of his last two games. Which the is ridiculous. The Colts, I believe, are tied with the Titans for first. They're yeah, sneaky yeah, because good, the which Titans, I warned you guys about. Because for some reason, J- Joe Burrow and the freaking Bengals beat the Titans over the weekend. For, for some reason, Ren, uh, Ryan Tannehill looked like he was playing in Miami again for Adam Gase. Why, I do not know. If we're going to talk about the Bengals-Titans, we need to stop being surprised when these games with decent rookie quarterbacks end up going in the favor of these decent rookie quarterbacks. Like, Joe Burrow is good. He's a stud. Yeah. yeah. The fact that Cincinnati, uh, I mean, I can't, honestly, I can't bash Cincinnati too much. I mean, yeah, you get that you're you're going to be drafting a quarterback, but by then it's like, what are you going to do with your, how are you going to recruit that many good offensive linemen? Like, you didn't realize you were going to get the second coming of well, yeah, effing Christ and Joe Burrow. next year when the linemen see what Joe Burrow can do, you get them in free agency and they come and plug it up because, yeah. you know, they're not going to get Joe Burrow and a, a line in the same draft class. I think uh, right now it's pretty exciting, though, because there's a lot of young quarterbacks are starting to kind of get their footing, and then some of the other guys sort of aren't. You know, you've got uh, you've which, got Joe Burrow. Which brings me to my next point, Randy. So I mentioned earlier that Tyler's Falcons, we may have been giving them a little too much shine just because they're a Tyler's team Mm -hmm. and playing up the sympathy card because they keep finding weird ways to lose. Can we talk about the Los Angeles Chargers for a second? Can we talk also partially (laughs) in the fact that not only do they give up all these losses, but their response to giving up these comeback losses is, hey, let's uh, trade away a fairly decent uh, secondary player for a sixth-round draft pick. I don't get it, man. To recap, real quick, most recently they lost a 21-point lead to the Broncos. Yep. Drew Locke and the Broncos, right? They also lost 17-point leads to the Buccaneers and Saints. Oof. Not, I mean, okay, we'll give them that. Saints, Drew Brees, Buccaneers, Tom Brady. Hey, decent teams, good teams. I whatever. get it. Rookie QB, whatever. They also blew a 16-point lead to the Jacksonville Jaguars. For those keeping track of, that's what, four or five weeks in a row? Double-digit, big double-digit leads blown? Yep, yep, yep. For some reason... So I don't know if Tyler's team's more unlucky because of the ways they lose, because, you know, they got the weird onside kicks. I don't get it. I really don't. Every week, it's like the Chargers are blowing it again. And it's it's fascinating to me because it's, it seems like every year for some reason. Missed kicks. That What was it? When Young Hoku was the kicker. Yeah. They have, they have injuries almost every year. Joey Bosa was injured before last season. Uh, Derwin James before this year. Are the Chargers cursed? I think so, they're, cur- they're cursed to bad coaching. Bad coaching hires. Here's my bold prediction slash... A, a, a recommendation, I guess. I don't know. I don't know the right word to use. Fire Lynn, call Harbaugh, and be Ooh, like, "You're gonna do that, huh?" Hey, dude, Ooh. come on down to sunny Southern California, and I'll explain why. So, the one thing I have been subjected to when it comes to coming to work at the early mornings, early morning hours, is lots of college football reruns. Uh, last week. I got the pleasure of watching Michigan play Michigan State, at least the later half of the game, in which a statistic popped up. And it basically said, did they call Ann Arbor the big house? Is that what they call it? 
Yeah. I believe so, yes. So a statistic popped up in which John Harbaugh is, I believe, 29-0 in the big house versus visiting pro- visiting teams. However, he's 1-5 versus Ohio State and Michigan yeah, State, the, which is arguably the two games that really yeah. only matter and for the season. He's even worse. I, I saw the same stat, and I think it's even worse. Like He's like 2-16 and 16 against top 10 ranked teams. Yeah. Like he, he can't win the big game in Michigan, but he's getting paid like he can. There's two games that you really just have to win if you're yeah. – honestly, one game. Just beat Ohio State. Yeah. That's all. And he can't. And he can't do it. He cannot figure it out. But am I saying he's a bad coach? No. I mean, college football is much different. Recruiting, uh, your other coaches, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Maybe with the majority of Michigan wanting him out, give him the option here of, hey, why don't you come You'll down? You'll have plenty of those those Anthony Lynn's hot seat. Coaching carousel season is always crazy. And we're like... Eight nine weeks away from that. There's still. like there's a this this season more than others. I can think of a handful of teams that the the coach is either on the hot seat or for sure going to be on his way out. You know who's not on the hot seat? The Bills head coach and the Packers head coach. <laughs> well, you already have people calling for Mike McCarthy's job in Dallas, as they should. And we have uh, Atlanta. They have um, no coach an interim right now. Um, Adam Gase in New York is probably going to be on the yeah. chopping block. Which which I hear the, the strategy behind that is versus getting a new coach and just chopping him right now, they're just feeding him to the hounds. Like They're like, hey man, Take you, these hits. you yeah. made this bed, now you got to lay yeah, in it. I mean, why bring in a, a coach halfway through and have him take the heat? You're, you're 0 for already. You're not going to win a game this year if you're lucky. Literally no one wants to go to New York, but you've got New York. Houston doesn't even have a coach, oh, yeah, do Houston, they? Houston, yeah, Billy, Billy O. Billy uh, O's what, gone. What, what's his name? Cromartie or... Uh, Romeo Cornell, man. Romeo, Romeo Cornell. Cornell. You got arguably the Jags. You got the Falcons, the Texans. And I mean, you have to assume that Lynn is on the chopping yeah, block I to mean, some extent. When you have your rookie throw for over 1,800 yards and 15 touchdowns oh in the God. first six games of oh his career, and he goes one in five. This dude looks unfazed. Like that's, that was the stat that I saw this morning. Wow. They compared oh Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert's first six games, dude. And I know, whatever, like different, as different, they, no. different scenarios, whatever. As they should. But Justin Herbert didn't inherit a bucket. He has weapons. They just needed to close out these games. Patrick Mahomes, 6-0, 1797 pass yards, 14 touchdowns in his first six games. Justin Herbert outgained him with 1,820 and wow. outthrew him in touchdowns, 15 touchdowns, and he's 1-5. You got to be embarrassed. Like, I mean... I mean, not even embarrassed, just the fact that, yo, dude, like we, it's in our hands. Every week. It's in our hands and we can't grasp 16, it. 16, 16, but, and 17. But this has been the Chargers MO for as long as I've been alive, dude. Ever it's since they wild. had that, ever since they had that 14 and two season with Marty Schottenheimer and they lost to the Steelers in the first round, it's been a constant uphill battle of the AFC, you're, they're, they're last and then they run the table. They make it into the playoffs only to get like obliterated by the Colts or like New England in New England. You know how we talk about how every week we feel like we're turning on the Sunday afternoon game and we see Russell Wilson going on yeah. uh, a game winning fourth quarter overtime drive. Yeah. It's like every week. What is Oh, fourth quarter's on. Russell Wilson's leading the comeback or uh, yeah. closing out a win. It's like the same thing with the Chargers in the same window. I usually flip over from. Oh, the Chargers blew it again to, oh, there goes Russell Wilson again. Because yeah. they're in the same window usually on the West Coast. God. It's it's wild. And it's you insane. do it to Drew Locke? Okay, I don't think Drew Locke gets enough respect. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. <laughs> but come on. He could dance a little less. You can't let Drew Locke roll out of the pocket and beat you in the end zone for, for, yeah. for a two. Was it a two-point conversion to seal the win? Uh, I think, no, I think it was just a just, touchdown. It was just a walk-off touchdown. Just a walk-off Either way, touchdown. you can't let him roll out Drew effing Locke. Yeah, that's somebody's true. Somebody's like Dorothy that's fair. Cousin. That's fair. I'm, I mean... Oh my God! I just the fact that Herbie is 
the the second I saw him do that like step back 80 yard like 60 80 yard bomb Dude, versus Tampa Bay I'm like yo he looks good too man and that's every week unfazed he's yet to have a bad week I mean Burrow had a bad week but he's yet to have a bad week and it's just it's insane the fact that the Chargers cannot close the can't seal the deal right now I will say this I was dead wrong about Justin Herbert I Oregon is not known for producing very good quarterbacks so I thought he was going to be like a Marcus Mariota type at best, but he can sling it. He can throw it. And I'm thoroughly impressed right now. For me personally, I have him slightly ahead in offensive rookie of the year of Joe Burrow. And, but I mean, he'll have a bad game someday. So who knows? Maybe that swings back in Burrow's favor, but those are the two that's just like head to head for that award. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? Hashtag insider. No, I'm, I'm on the Herbert train probably right now, just because, I mean, they're both putting their teams in positions to win, so it might just come down to whichever team wins more. Actually, while we're on the topic, you know who's not going to be winning an Offensive Rookie of the Year award this year? Who's that, Eric? And it's, ooh, do you smell it? It's Ben DiNucci, guys. Oh, my God. Was that? My Lord in heaven. Oh, my God. Give him a break. Dude. James no, Madison's no, own. No, no, no. I tried, and I texted you both. I tried so hard. To watch that Sunday night football game between the Cowboys and the Eagles. I tried so hard to watch that up to at least halftime, and I stopped halfway through the second. I couldn't do it anymore. That game was absolute garbage. I washed my eyes thoroughly, and they still burned. It was horrible. It was impossible to watch. I couldn't do it. It was awful. Yeah, well, like I said, this goes back to literally what I've been saying since week two. The Philadelphia Eagles are arguably the most boring team to watch on profession in professional football they're what never if, interesting they're never Carson fun to Wentz watch throw four interceptions that game i don't even know man like if you're <laughs> if you're doug peterson it's like look we can squeak by and maybe be under 500 and still make the playoffs but it's like yo just put in jalen hurts why why not is he gonna kill you man i mean like really like what is keeping you from putting in jalen hurts at this point I, d- I don't know. I don't get it. And then you got, so you got that dumpster fire with the Cowboys taking on the Eagles, Sunday Night Football. Everybody's watching. Everybody's making fun of them. And man, you really don't grasp the talent drop off when you get to a third string QB until you see a third string QB play. And I'm watching this guy play and I'm like, Whew. I'm not the guy that goes out there and says, I could do better. Oh, that guy sucks. Why, why is he out there? I all blah, 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 whatever. Right. But man, I think I could have done better than Ben DiNucci on that on Sunday night. It was rough. I would like to point out real quick that we have a trade in the NFL. It does involve a wide receiver. I'm sorry, Randy. It is not to your Green Bay Packers. Shocking. The, uh, Dolphins have traded Isaiah Ford to the Patriots. Not that big of a news, but I thought it would be fun to get Randy's hopes up just to crush him. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for insider. Uh, and we'll go back to insider Tyler when, if anything else breaks while we're recording. I hate you guys so much. While we're on it, actually, let's keep cycling through the crap QB play that we're going to get in the NFL for the immediate future, because it doesn't look like Ben DiNucci is going to get replaced anytime soon, because guess what? Andy Dalton not only is still vibrating from that hit, but he tested positive for COVID-19. So I doubt we're going to see him on the field this weekend. And Minshew Mania, can we officially put it to bed? I think we've been kind of teetering, tottering it's on it. Over. Who's it's playing? Over. Who's playing QB for the Jaguars this weekend? J- uh, was it Jake Lutton or Luke Lutton or something from Oregon State? Does he know, have man. a handlebar mustache? He does not. He looks like a normal human being. Look, I, I'm a big, I'm a Minshew fan. I, I, I like what he did at Washington State. But it's like that that goes back to what we've been talking about. You can never go full on gimmicky because then when something happens, the first thing they point at is, yo, weren't you the dude wearing jorts with the handlebar mustache? The same thing's going to happen to Locke in, in, the, in Denver when things go south. I'm like, yo, man, how about you spend less time dancing to Jeezy 
and more time uh, practicing the footwork of yours. It always goes back to it, man. That's why, like, I, I hate to be the guys like quarterbacks shouldn't have personality. They should, but I understand why most of the time they're the most boring guys on the team right. because it's like you, you gotta can't back it up. Yeah, no matter what you do, you're gonna get smeared for it. But yeah. think about how terrible it must be to be a Jags fan. I've yet to meet one, but I'm just saying how terrible it must be. I, I looked up a stat. The Jags have six sacks for the year. Six sacks. Calais Campbell and Yannick Ngagwe have 10 sacks combined. They just them alone have more sacks than the entire organization. That's crazy, man. I forgot they were in Jags too. It must be a terrible time to be a Jacksonville fan. Didn't Tyler call Nguake Ngoku or something like that? I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised Tyler's like even able to spell out the you know the the letters and the words. And real quick, before we wrap up some of this NFL talk, let's make let's bring it full circle here. We hit Randy's Packers. The Falcons played on a Thursday night game last week, so we don't have them to poke fun at and make fun of this week. But we actually won. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, further away from Trevor Lawrence, right? It's a Thursday um, game. It doesn't count. Yeah. Let's finish it out. Let's close out the circle here with um, Tyler. I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, have you started counting the money that you're going to be sending me and Randy for our AFC East Division win bet? Oh, God. Okay. So, <laughs> woo. I mean, I've seen I've seen the reports. Uh, they are not good. Um, you know what? Since reports. we talked about uh, since we talked a little about the trade deadline, I've seen the report that Stephon Gilmore, the Patriots' 99 Madden rated overall corner, uh, could is possibly on the trading block, so he could be gone. Uh, yeah, apparently Edelman, his house is already is, sold. So yeah, I, I saw that Edelman is apparently on IR. Cam Newton looks like I don't know what. I mean. At this rate, All right, come on, you guys will each have $20 by Christmas. There we go. Okay. I will cough it up. Remember who I, laughed at us? I, no, don't cough I on am, it, please. Oh, you know. You know yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I am praying. I am praying that for whatever reason, the Patriots get hot and the Bills <laughs> go into a tailspin because that's the only <laughs> thing that could save me at this point. The only thing, I, the only thing, that, the only thing that I could see possibly happening is... And of course, it being in true 2020 fashion, truly being from left field, is the the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins are winning your only the division shot somehow. At, at your, you, your only no, 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 shot. no. Hold on, hold on. If the Dolphins, if the Dolphins win the division, I think we should still get paid, because Tyler oh, said yeah, that yeah, the I, pa- know, I know the Pats are going to win. I said the Pats would win. Okay. We you simply guys... said the Pats weren't going to win. We never bet on a specific team. Well, Eric bet on the Bills. I'm but pretty so sure I'll let that slide. But what? Hey, if, if I was going to offer up a push, but Tyler just said we'll still get paid. Whatever, I'm cool with it. Yo, go Miami. <laughs> yeah, you know, fin, I know, no, I'm fins gonna, up do, or whatever the hell nah, it is nah, to our, say. Our, our, our odds just shot through the roof. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a man of my word. I said the Pats will win the AFC East title. That is what I said. And if it doesn't happen, <laughs> I will cough up the money. It doesn't matter who wins. All the Pats had to do was lose. And I'll cough up the money. What? That's all. That's all that's going to happen. Rap show it is in New New England. Honestly, like. As much as I enjoy a good shot in Floyd of just taking pleasure in other people's unfortunate circumstances sometimes, I don't even like, I'm not even enjoying this. It's just kind of like, it's just embarrassing. You know what sucks is how bad they played and how bad of an organization it looks like right now. But the Bills still almost freaking lost that game against yeah, them. Thank it God Cam Newton had a, a bowl of popcorn before the game because he, uh, you know, a little squeaky, a little, little, little wet hands. Save the Bills. The stat was they hadn't beat the Patriots since like 2016. God, we've been a doormat in the AFC East for so freaking long. And right when the Bills start to get hot, the potential of the Dolphins also getting hot appears too. And it's like, God damn That's it. so much bull well, crap, hold on, dude. Hold on. Are the, are the Dolphins that good or did the Rams just have that bad of a game? And you know what? Here, I think it's here's a, a fact. Of both. It's a mixture of both. Here's a fact that I didn't think about as far as the Dolphins beating the Rams the other day. 
uh, Brian Flores, who's the Dolphins head coach, was the architect for the Patriots defense when they played the Rams in the Super Bowl. So all Flores had to do, like he's prepared for Goff and Sean McVay before, and it happened to be in a Super Bowl victory. So he just prepared for them again. Yeah, so Brian and, Flores is maybe better than we thought. I also give, I mean, the majority of, I, I give a lot of the credit to play that's not going to be repeated for the Dolphins. They picked off Jared Goff, what, like three times, one to the house. They returned a he kick like for a four touchdown. turnovers, I think. Yeah. And, like, and Tua didn't forward. really impress anybody. His first pass of his career as a starter was a, a fumble. A fumble for for six, I think it was. Oh, yeah. So, he was also going up against the Rams defense, so... Yeah, well, anyways, more of the story here is Tyler owes us 20 bucks by the end of the year, so lock it. I know I said we're on our way out, but one more quick NFL thing. We're not going to pick the games this episode for this weekend coming up. Watch out for that coming down on Friday on any Tailgater sports stream, wherever you listen. If you're listening here, just watch for it Friday. That's where we're going to drop our picks for the weekend. But in case anybody was wondering, which I know you all are, Antonio Brown is living with Tom Brady again. Yay. I guess I don't know. Antonio Brown is now actually eligible for this week. Yeah, he. Uh, it, how awkward was it watching them try to tiptoe around talking about him on the uh, Monday Night Football broadcast? Yeah, I heard that. Like, oh, they're like, oh, Antonio Brown. If you're listening, and it's just like, oh god. Yeah, this. Uh, just gonna let that sit. Um, Antonio Brown living with Tom Brady again. I mean, that's one. That's one way to keep him like, you know, reined in. But eventually. If perform if like the performance isn't there, like there's gonna be issues. I just want to know what it's like to live with Antonio Brown. The guy seems a little wonky, man. I legitimately think he's better now, but primarily due to the fact that he's he's gonna be playing with Tom Brady. Which if you're if you're an NFL player, you could argue is the greatest player to play, at least in your generation. So I mean, I don't know. I, I think he'll be okay. My question is more of will the performance be there? You know, like will the numbers reflect the hype? I guess we'll have to see. Talking about puns earlier, Randy, you know, the uh, the Dalvin Cook one was just too easy. I'm sure there'll be plenty of Brady Bunch puns somewhere floating around the blogosphere when Antonio Brown like does his first meeting or they talk about how is it living with Tom Brady? I'm sure there will be a headline somewhere with a nice little caricature picture of Brady and Antonio Brown with the Brady Bunch plastered all over it. Gosh. Pretty lame. Pretty lame. All right. It's been a while, but are you still on the Manfred to the moon, Randy? I'm so over baseball. Like I'm, it's so it's so rear window. Look, the Dodgers won. I came to the realization the other day: if the world does go to crap and the world ends because of this stupid election BS, it's okay. Lakers won. Dodgers won. I don't really care too much for the Lakers, but the Dodgers won. Here's my issue, though. And actually, you know what? No, I'm gonna save this. I'm gonna save my issue. Put a let's put a book. Let's put a note into it. Put a pin in it, Tyler. Put a pin in this. Remind me at the end of the podcast to talk about my issue, okay? Yeah, news desk. Write, my, write it down and post it. Write down, news desk boy. All right, writing it down, and we are good. All right. <laughs> thanks. I'll thanks. talk about my issue at the end of the podcast. So what do we think about A.J. Hinch being on, a manager of an MLB team again just, what, 11 months after he got caught cheating? I saw an interview with him, and he seems to an extent remorseful. And it, I will say this. I, 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 hate, I hate the Astros, and I rarely use the word hates, with the exception of the Chicago Bears. The Minnesota Vikings, um, but I, I just like I can tell he's somewhat more remorseful. Like if I had to pick out of the, out of a group of guys who I hated the most as far as the Astros go, I don't think AJ Hinch should be that high up. I think the players would be before him. He does talk about how he did do some actions, like he didn't he didn't like what was going on, but then that's when the issues come in. Like where he where he says that he wasn't cool with it. It's also the same point where I kind of jump off with the support of him because it's like, well, if you weren't cool with it, 
I mean, it's not like you were in a position to kind of mandate what happens in the in the clubhouse. Oh, wait, yes, you were. You're the manager. You know what I mean? So it's like you can talk about all day about how much you didn't enjoy what was happening. Right. But if there's anybody with the power to stop it, it was you. I guess that's what I mean. I guess that's all a valid points, which is why I brought up more of a are you mad at Manfred still? Because Manfred should have sent this guy to the moon, you know, like, yeah, it, it, whatever you, you, or you're not, you or don't Manfred, like what, Manfred's a bum. Yeah. That's you don't it. like what was going down. It's still your team. You know, you still let it happen. You should know what's going on everywhere in your clubhouse when you're the manager. He's an embarrassment. I just don't think he should not be back at a clubhouse under a year after it was found out that he cheated his way to a world series with his team. Like that's just what it boils down to. Yeah. I get the players had immunity or whatever. They talked because they were granted immunity. Like that was the caveat. You guys tell us what happened. None of you guys will get in trouble. That's why none of the players got reprimanded, not suspended. How is this possible? Because baseball's stupid. Openly admitted to cheating their way to a title. And you're just like, hey, how'd, how'd you enjoy your vacation time, basically? I just don't understand how it is that us as fans, with the power that we possess, don't lose our mind with Manfred. I mean, we already have, but it's like, Oh my God. I don't even know how much more we can do. Remember how we talked about how when the Dodgers won the World Series in Texas, the crowd was the crowd was loud, pretty loud, much louder than we expected for the amount of fans that were there. Now imagine if it had gone down in Chavez Ravine. I want you to take a moment to think what it would have been like had the Do- like had Manford gone up on that stage to award the trophy to the Dodgers at Chavez Ravine. Dude, it would have been Gary Bettman level booing. What but the other thing too that I find very fascinating is the Do- there's still going to be a ceremony for the Dodgers when the season renews, resumes with fans, I'm God willing, with fans in the stands where the Dodgers are going to be recognized. And Manfred for sure is going to be there. That, mm-hmm. that is going to be interesting. He's going to get roasted. I hope he does. I hope he gets stuff thrown at him. He's going to get, no, he for sure will get stuff thrown at him. Like we've talked about it, like being a Dodger fan for the, not, I mean, for a lot of people, really, it's just a way of life. Like you grow up, you grow up with the logo everywhere. Your parents have tattoos. You got the hats before you even know what the what the what the logo even stands for. Right. Like being a Dodger fan and the LA logo is part of just LA in itself. So I can't think, I can't not think that people are going to throw stuff at him, which I love. So, so it should be this? fun. How's this? This might be the nail in the coffin that might send you into a almost hitman like rage and go and hunt Manfred down. Right. This is an interview Manfred put out. A quote Manfred put out after the. World Series finished at Globe Life yeah. in Texas. Neutral site, first ever right. World Series at neutral site. He mm-hmm. said, I wouldn't say a neutral site World Series is completely off the table. There were things that we saw in Texas that were advantages for us. You can plan. You can take out travel. You can pick sites that eliminate weather problems. Those are all things worthy of conversation and discussion. No way. No. Sorry. A no neutral way. site World like Series? The Super Bowl? Like the nope. Super Bowl? No, no way, man. Because baseball no is meant way. to be played... In the elements, it's meant what? to be played. It, it, it's you can't just like, oh, hey, we're just gonna move it yeah, to no a uh, kind of like what? the NFL does it. We're we're just gonna move it to like a warm weather city every year. Like, no, you cannot do that. Are you gonna tell me that? Let's say, um, let, let's not use the Dodgers because they just won. Let's say the Yankees make it to the World Series. You're not gonna have the World Series at Yankee Stadium, or if the Red Sox have it in the World Series. He's, he's, You're not gonna he's have it at Fenway, crazy, man. He's no, like crazy. no. No, Ma- like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to celebrate the next Cubs victory in Tampa, Florida at Tropicana Field because that was our neutral site this year. No, 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 that is no, not, no, no, you cannot no. do this. This man is single handedly destroying the game of baseball and I will not stand for it. I absolutely hate it. 
I just I He's talked about keeping oh. the weird runner at second rule still going on through next year. Can you imagine it's, if the 04 Red Sox played in a neutral site? Like you can't do that, dude. Like it winning it game, doesn't make any sense. It's such a buzzkill when teams <laughs> win championships on the road anyways. Yeah. Like I hate I I mean whatever. It, they're happy to win. I'm sure it doesn't matter where it happens. But when they win like an NHL team, Stanley Cup, going around the arena and it's dead quiet because there's no fans left because you went on the on the road. Yeah, kind of kind of a buzzkill, big yeah. moment still. But you you have that pop, and I get fans will travel and all that stuff. But dude, I know we talk about Jerry Jones being a crazy senile old man. Manfred is right. Him and Manfred might have a group text going or something. Like, I, hey, guess what I'm gonna do this week? I'm gonna talk about doing this whole neutral site thing again. Do you ever think like commissioners just? Like, they, they, do you think they ever just think about the stupid crap they say before they say it? No, I don't. G- Goodell doesn't. Batman doesn't. Or they have a group message. Like, Goodell and Batman just texted Manford, like, whoa, neutral yo, site, huh? Yo, Roger, I just heard you uh, find Juju Smith-Schuster $5,000 for not having his socks all the way up. Yeah? Watch this. Neutral site. I neutral sites. I, I feel like these Shut commissioners up. try to figure out crazy things to do, and they pitch them to the ultimate crazy chairman. That would be Vince McMahon, and he approves all these ideas. It's just like I, I don't. This sounds like, like a stupid said, wrestling plot. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Right. Can you imagine? It's, exactly. Can you imagine the Chicago Cubs? They break the curse at Tropicana Field. Like uh, I would cry. I'm not even a Cubs fan, and I would cry at that. You can't. Hey you man, can't you ruin baseball cool, history like that. That cool rainbow thing when Schwarber hit one of those home runs because of that <laughs> cool little fish. It's hey, like those little penny banks when you had a kid oh, drop yeah. it in like sparkles and crap would fly around. Hey, congr- then what's the point? What, what's the point of even having home field advantage in the World Series? Like, okay, it's at a neutral site, but when you play home field advantage, you're used to your outfield wall. Your outfielders are used yeah. to the dimensions. Your infielders are used to the way the ball trickles around their dirt. Your hitters are used to like, okay, if I use this wind that comes in this way. I could put because that's their home stadium. Bull, You're not man. like giving, not just giving that some at random any neutral side. Give me some random field that like moment. Like I'm so <laughs> I'm so mad. I told I talked to Randy about this. Like imagine Mookie hitting that insurance home run in game six against against the the Rays when they went up three one. Imagine that happening at Chavez Ravine because that was supposed to be a home game. But instead, we got it in globe life. Imagine that for the rest of life. You your team's moments don't happen at home. Or even on the road, you know, going back and forth. Because they always go to warm weather, nice cities, right? So you're going to have the same Tampa Bay. You're going to have the same yeah. Texas. You're going to have the same California. That's That would be the best part about it is the fact that LA's cycled through because of the city. But you got to think, if you're a Milwaukee Brewers fan, you're never going to see a World Series game at Milwaukee because nobody's going to go to Milwaukee and select it as a neutral site. I just want to bring up one more thing to that happened when the baseball offseason so far. Yeah. Can we talk about how, why it is... The Chicago White Sox, arguably the most <laughs> irrelevant sports team in the state of Illinois, decided to sign nearly 80-year-old Tony Larusa as the as as the manager because the the owner, the guy who leads the ownership for the Chicago White Sox, Already stated let him go once stated letting him go. I think what was it back in like 1979 <laughs> was the his biggest mistake of all time. Yo, bro, let it go. Like, you don't have to bring him back. He's older than the commissioner. Bro, and you got to think. Look at the White Sox. They're prime. They're ready to be a good team again. They got young studs up and down that lineup. Dude, Tim Anderson is like one of the biggest proponents of bat flips and let the kids play. And you're going to bring in the Crip Keeper, who is a by-the-book, unwritten rules of baseball kind of guy. 
What? To talk about you, two you know what, opposite ends of the spectrum. You know what makes this whole thing worse is that their manager that they let go, Rick Renteria, they let him go, I believe, right after they were eliminated from the playoffs. Yesterday, this man was nominated for manager of the year. And it, so they had to put out a really it, awkward message on Twitter like, oh, congrats to the guy we just fired. Oh, Chicago White Sox fans must have been just, honestly, man, just bring back, bring back Ozzy at this point. Like, are we gonna, are we gonna Ozzie, bring yeah. back old coaches? At least make it entertaining for the rest of the league. Bring don't, back. Don't go back two decades to find the coach to bring back. Oh my nah, god! There's only man. there's only two entertaining managers I want to see. Either bring me Ozzy or bring me Lou Pinella. Bring me one of those two. It's like the Raiders letting go Gruden, being like, you know what? We're gonna call it Madden real fast. See if he's uh, see yeah, if he's right. available to be you back on the sideline. Generations for some reason. God, man, what what is wrong with these? What is wrong with that league? All right, Randy, on our way out, give us your. I, I got the post-it note. I got in my ear from yeah. the news desk. Yeah, thanks for reminding me, reporter boy. I, he he heard it from in my ear. Okay, I okay. So here's here's my uh, here's my issue with this whole championship thing. Um, World Series champions. Those aren't that keeping up. Dodgers World Series champions. That's that's. It. So, uh, <laughs> if you live in Los Angeles, you would know by now that getting Dodger gear for the championship has been pretty much a struggle because mm, oh yeah. everyone wants to buy something because the fact that the Dodgers have won the World Series is basically without without words, single handedly, perhaps the greatest thing in our generation. Because they, for the longest time, were believed in never gonna, they're never gonna win it. They're never gonna do it. Thirty-three years, never yeah. gonna happen. You know, one thing I have lived through: back to back Lakers titles. I lived through a three peat. Oh yeah, that's right, the three peat. <laughs> yeah, the three peat. Yeah. See, there you go, three peat. You're young, you're baby. So matter. the issue that I have with all this stuff is, if you go on the website right now, finding merchandise is pretty difficult. Needle and haystack, basically, for the really cool stuff or a hat in your size. The one thing I keep seeing though is Lakers-Dodgers collaboration merchandise to celebrate them both winning the title. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Number one, stop it because the designs all look stupid. Yeah, there's been some really rough ones. Enough with the dumb half purple, half blue, Los Angeles, whatever crap. Yeah, we dog, we get it. Both teams won. But no one wants to walk around looking like an idiot with a purple and white hat. I saw one that had a Dodgers logo on one like quadrant of the front and then a Lakers logo on the other. And then it had a 2020 in the middle. I'm like, dude, these are hats, people. No, nah, if you get if you if if you get caught wearing that hat, you deserve to get jumped. Straight, just plain I, simple. I'm all for some some we are don't some encourage are violence on the title podcast, town just ones. To, just to yeah, that title towns, but there are some god awful, and they it's just literally like throw as many logos and many title references as you can onto one piece of clothing, and it's too much. They should have shipped all that merchandise to Africa along with the Tampa Bay Rays celebration stuff. My issue in all this is that. The Lakers are essentially trying to glom onto the Dodgers thing. Right. The NBA playoffs had arguably the worst ratings in forever, perhaps in, in the history of the NBA. While the Dodgers, I mean, you could also say the MLB playoffs weren't doing so hot either. But the Dodgers title is the first one in, in about a little over 30 People years. People forgot about it. It was 16 days between titles. The Lakers yeah. won 16 days later. The Dodgers won. It was not the same. Like there we got there are people same. out with flags and you know little go karts like oh Lakers won Lakers won Angelinos were burning down Los Angeles <laughs> when the Dodgers won. I think we hit a record. We burned down like what like eight metro buses or something. That's uh, so that's Tom talking about the records. Uh, <laughs> it's a record. No, but uh, all jokes aside, um, my my issue though is that it, it really does seem like the Lakers are trying to glom on to the fact that the Dodgers did this. Like yeah, it's great that both teams won, but let's not take away from the fact that the Dodgers win is so much bigger. The Dodgers won the championship for the first time in 30 years. 
can we please just let the Dodgers have their moment? Like, let's not just automatically jump on the whole Lakers Dodgers bandwagon. Like, let's it's a collab, man, for the city. I'm like, yeah, that's great. I get it. But at least do a better job with the merchandise. Right. Like that's that honestly, the whole point of my stupid rant was just I just kept seeing a bunch of dumb, horribly like terribly designed Laker Dodger collab gear. And it felt like it was taken away from the fact that the Dodgers really pulled off something remarkable and really amazing. So that's my beef. If you're gonna glomb on, give us the damn joint championship parade. If we're gonna pack gl- this bitch somewhere, pack the Coliseum. Make it cool. If we're going to glom on, like at least hire some people who know what they're doing, not the guys who just like graphic design is my passion. Yeah. I don't know. Los Angeles is full of creatives. Some random dude in New York who's never been to LA just throws on a couple of Fanatics logos and a Lakers yeah. and Dodgers logo. If you drive around the city of Burbank right now, every single of those like power supply boxes, they have been painted individually by artists, part of like the studios, people who are just good at drawing. Why can't we do that with the designs for, yeah. the, for the, the championship stuff? Even the hat you have on. While I love it, I got ordered one myself. I just feel like it's like, you know, it could have been done a little cooler. Well, yeah, this is your just your generic locker room hat, the championship one. They always yeah. are. They are always because it's plug and play. They can't design one specific I to think, L.A. I think I just hate that. If the, the Rays would have won, they just would have pasted in the Rays logo in the middle. I think I just hate the fact that a lot of the crap they're putting out is like half purple, half blue. Yeah, that ugh. or half yellow, half blue, Oof. whatever. Like, ugh, give me a break. Anyways, that's the end of my stupid rant that I put a pin in. I know it's pretty dumb, but my point is. Let the Dodgers have their moment. Right. Because of, of what? Because they're World Series champions. Thank you. Tyler, one more time. Hit it. Hit it for me. The Dodgers are World Series champions. Thank you. <laughs> All right. On our way out. I kn- on our way out. Because we're not going to pick the games this episode. Watch for our picks for this week. NFL Week 9 coming down on Friday for everybody. But on our way out, just one more quick little NFL note, guys. A tweet from Ian Rappaport. Thanks a lot, News Desk. Ian Rappaport, the Cowboys are seriously contemplating turning to QB Cooper Rush as their starter this week, which would require him to get activated from the practice squad with Andy Dalton down with COVID. It may not be Ben DiNucci again. Central Michigan's own Cooper Rush. (laughs) What a circus. The Chippewa himself. What a circus. Didn't he play? Didn't he play a game last year? Are he no, I I know he's played before. I don't know. I think you might have just sure you're not confusing him with Cooper Cup. No, no, no. I know for a fact. Come on, man. I know for a fact Cooper Cup, uh, Cooper, God damn it, Tyler. Cooper Rush <laughs> played a game. I know for a fact that he did. I can't think of when. I mean, go figure. It's Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Shout out to the Chippewas. It's about their five seconds of five seconds of fame for the decade. There you go. When was the last time you heard anyone say anything good about Central Michigan? Uh, when Antonio Brown was there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There, there you, you go. go. Damn. Peace out. <laughs>